Hello, friends. This is Joe from the Flight Risk Podcast. Uh, I'm currently recording this to kind of give you a warning going forward. Um, our season one isn't the most polished season we have. Uh, and this is for a couple of reasons. The first being, our season one... Uh, was just kind of us getting acquainted with each other's play styles, trying to figure out, you know, our our own little chemistry of working together. Uh, as you know, as you might understand or might actually hear in the podcast, none of us have actually met in person. In fact, we all met online uh, and just decided to make a podcast. And so, if you see that, you know, there's not a lot of really good meshing between the characters and the play styles well that's one of the reasons the second reason is the audio quality for the first season was recorded uh in the mo in a less efficient manner than our later seasons uh we used uh discord uh, like a bot on Discord to uh, record our voices and create the podcast. Originally, we came, you know, we figured out that yeah, that's not the greatest thing to do. Uh, so we decided to start recording uh, locally and then playing over uh, Zoom um, or some external uh, voice chat program to basically make sure that the audio audio quality gets better. Uh, so just so it's so just a warning that the first season isn't really representative of everything that we have to offer you. So, you know, if you want to listen to these episodes, please do. Uh, we love the fact that you're, uh, that you're listening to us. You're giving us a shot. Um, but we also are mindful that the first couple episodes may actually turn you off considering the amount of quality, audio quality and, the production value that we've put into that part of the project. So if I were you, I would start somewhere around, uh, I would start at season two and move forward, or at least the later episodes of uh, season one and move forward from there. Anyways, thank you for listening. I appreciate the fact that you've decided to give us a shot and enjoy. A long, long, long time ago. in a galaxy far, far away. The galaxy is in a state of turmoil. Reverberations of the hyperspace war can still be felt in the farthest corners. There are those that try to avoid the fray and exist on the outer rim of civilized space. The only way to survive on the fringe is to turn to a life of mercenary, smuggling, and acquisition work. The greatest purveyor of this employment is the enigmatic Count Yendel. The bounty hunter Bale Bronda finds himself thrown into precarious situations time and time again, fulfilling the Count's wishes. The Twilic twins, Anarchy and Skip Fortuna have found themselves in the Count's debt. With the help of their gruff bodyguard Doric, they hope to survive long enough to settle their account. This motley crew explores the galaxy in search of adventure and quite possibly their destinies without losing what's left of their souls. You can choose the light. You can choose the dark. Sometimes you have no choice but to run. Our adventure begins on the planet of Eridu. It is the one of the main intersection points of the Rim of Trade route, the Hydean Way, the Lipsic Run, and the Yan Kirk route. This being such a hot spot of so much trade and business going through here, obviously those with looser business morals have set up shop. And one such person is Count Yindel. Yindel is a man who, in all all purposes, seems like a legitimate businessman, but when necessary, goes into the little gray area. Iradu is how I describe it as if you've never been to Vegas or Atlantic City. Just picture a combination of really glitzy and really dirty at the same time. So, a lot of shady people trying to blow off steam and move some illicit goods. Our threesome here find themselves standing outside the 
we'll say headquarters because, or office, headquarters sounds nefarious. I'll go with office. The offices of Count Yandel, they have been summoned because it is their time again for them to do another job. They've been working for the Count for a few months now, doing some of our simpler jobs, some of our recre- our recovery jobs. But now, they are getting moved up to the big leagues. They have been summoned, and they are going to enter the Count's office. Who enters first? Well, Doric, obviously. Because, as he says, it's always important to get shot first. <clears throat> Not that he doesn't trust the Count, of course. <laughs> Alright, and what does Doric look like? Uh, Doric is... If you've ever seen that picture of uh, Jason Momoa and his little bodyguards, imagine imagine the little bodyguards, uh, but with the height of Jason Momoa. He's a uh, he's a Mandalorian. They're they're built pretty well. Uh, he's tall, somewhat gaunt, a little dour, with a, a dark beard, and uh, a very military sort of look about him. He's a professional, mostly. Alright, who enters next? The twins fight as to who has to go in first. No, no, no. I insist that you go first. No, no. You were always Uncle Count's favorite. After you, fair sister. They're playing rock, paper, scissors in the back. Fine. I walk in. Skip Fortuna enters the building. He is a red-eyed Twi'lek with two long leku that have this twined and twirled red uh, ribbon around the around both of them that ends in a pair of clappers that he uses when he sings he is wearing a long red leather bright red leather uh long trench coat that is flared open and it has the most beautiful silk shiny lining that you could have ever seen and he has a uh, a small blaster on a a, a shoulder holster as he walks in, he's wearing a uh, open-to-the-chest, beautiful silk blouse and a pair of extremely tight uh, black leather pants. Dangerously tight. Ever so. Ly- like, Lyle love it tight. Quite the image. <laughs> Alright, last but not least. Anarchy will skip in afterwards. Uh, she is also a red-eyed blue twillick. Uh, wearing what can be best described as a hot pink Star Wars equivalent of a tutu over an oil-spattered engineer outfit. She's also got some uh, strips of fabric uh, wrapped around her... Uh, what are they called? Legu, right? Legu, yep. Uh, except she's got bells attached to them. This is why I didn't want to hear the descriptions before we played. This is awesome. I love it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This, God. She jingles everywhere. It's it's a serious problem when Andre, when doing any sort of stealth mission. (laughs) Constant jingling. Quite the motley crew walks into the offices of Count Yendel. Inside, you guys see a pristine lobby. If you've been to any upper-scale hotel, like a Space Hilton or something, it would definitely rival that. Pristine and clean, sparse furniture, and a single silver protocol droid sitting behind a desk, waiting to be addressed and assist you. Skip takes off his shoes, puts them beside the door. Skip, be careful. You remember what happened. Someone put a bomb in your left shoe. Now put them in the shoe bag, all right? He hands him the shoe bag. Uh, Skip nods appreciatively and says, Doric, you always think of me, my dear friend. And he takes the bag, puts the shoes in, and he locks the bag accordingly. And he says, I don't... Uh, the 12 locks. I don't, I don't remember any of the codes for this. You'll get my shoes out afterwards. Of course. I, ch- I chuff him once across the cheek and I put my shoes down on the ground. <laughs> Alright, so does anybody ap- approach the sterling silver protocol joys that just stares at you unblinkingly? No, we, we've known this one for a while, right? Yeah, you guys have been working here for a bit. You guys would know it. It's the same protocol droid here 24-7. They don't get breaks. 
Is that its name, 24-7? It is now. <laughs> How incredible. It has exactly 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week. Well, that is actually, you know, why I picked this planet, Eridu, to start with, is that it has the closest to Earth time timetable to make it easier for my brain. So, 24-7 works. <laughs> I love it. 24-7, pristine and clean as always. Tell dear Count Uncle we're here. Ah, Skip, good to see you. How has it been at the Singing Wampa? I heard your performances are often sold out. I always sell out 24-7. Always. <laughs> it's true. He is constantly selling out for everything to everyone. He sighs. <laughs> the Count is ready for you all. Please make your way in. I... Tip the droid. As the three of you make your way past 24-7, you enter the Count's main office. It's a large, resplendent room. It has all the finer things. Behind a large desk sits a massive Dowitin, about seven and a half feet tall, about 400 pounds, dressed, we'll say business, whatever the Star Wars equivalent of business casual would be is what he's wearing. He's not, not going to be wearing a suit and tight. Golf shirt and khakis. Exactly. He's got a polo shirt and some khaki shorts on. It's relaxing. I don't know. He sees you as the three of you walk in. Ah, uh, Skip. How are you today? Uncle, it's so nice to see you. It has been so long since last we saw your girthy frame. And I walk over and there's a globe of Iridu on his desk. And I always stand there and idly spin the globe on its magnetic bearing while we chat. <laughs> uh, yes. Anarchy. Loving the style as always. The tutu is an excellent color. Uncle Count, you flatter me so... <laughs> As she unconspicuously saunders over to take candy from the little jar. And Dory, it seems that you're still above ground. There's quite talk that these two will be the death of you. Well, well, you know what it is. Mandalorians are born for service. And dying horribly. But that's beside the point. <clears throat> I don't expect to be dying horribly anytime soon. How are you, Count? I am fine. Life is always good for the Count. But I do have something that you three can help me with. I have, we'll say, a situation. A pilot of mine has gone AWOL. Now, I cannot stand for this. That is disrespectful, to say the least. And you all know that disrespect does not fly here. I need the three of you to find this pilot and bring them or enough pieces of them back to me. I know this is more than I usually ask of you, but I feel you guys are ready to step up, to enter the big leagues, as it were. Well, of course, I mean, what is the friend, uh, what is this pilot's name? Used to be such a good friend of yours and is now not. The pilot goes by the name of Kandari Tierney. She is a Quarren, and she was once one of my best pilots, but recently she's been um, inconsistent, and now has gone away, and I will not stand for this. I find this to be terribly disappointing. Are you sure that there is not a way for us to convince her to return to your side? She has gone off the grid, as they say. She shut off her transponder, and we have lost track of her and my ship. So now she has disrespected me and stolen from me. I need you to find her. This is new for me. I'm always good at uh, having people come to me, not me go to them, but <laughs> we will make it work, dear Count Uncle. Dork just sort of grimaces at the back. I have nothing but faith in you, children. Now, this pilot has been known to frequent a bar. You might be able to find some of her friends there. Or, I don't mind if you ransackle her apartment. She has forfeited 
all of her goods, in my opinion. It is interesting, of course. Um, dear Count Uncle, what was your beloved pilot doing on this mission? What, uh, where was she going when this transporter, transponder, the thingy McJigger turned off? She was, she was making, making a, delivery a delivery for a friend. friend. And, and I do not ask I do not questions, ask questions with, my friends, with my friends, but we can find, we out, can if that find is out if that is necessary. Where was this delivery to? I was told that it was close to the planet Coin, but with her transponder off, we are uncertain where she actually ended up. It sounds like this is a mission for us to go and rescue the beloved and very attractive Kandari Tierney. And once we have found her, we will bring her back to you, fully formed and luscious figure, for you to chastise in such a way as to make her a better pilot for it. Yes, no? That would be most opportune if that was to occur. But if she does not make it back, I at least want my ship returned. Pilots come and go. Ships are a little more expensive. Pilots come and go as they say. Ships are forever. And what is the name of this ship? What is this? What type of ship is it? She was flying my one and only star slip. It's the fastest ship I own. And I must have it back. Yes, that is a beautiful ship. Skip uh, continues to spin the globe and he spins it so hard it knocks off and he quickly grabs it and he uh, puts it back on sheepishly and he says, uh, where is lunch? Uh, normally you, uh, you always have a feast laid out for us. Not today. I'm meeting Lorik at the Singing Wampa. He has a special show for me tonight. They have a nice buffet at this hour, so... You may find information at the bar... Kandari frequented. It's run by a Deveronian, I believe. Somewhere in the lower district area. And the one thing, good uncle, is that we have not talked about at all, and that is the payment. Of course. Why? Payment? Really? We have a standard rate we always use. You're saying you should be receiving more? Yeah, not more, but perhaps, if this is such a thing, but the, the egregious debt that uh, we currently owe you would be nice to reduce a somewhat reasonable amount for such a, a terribly dangerous transponder-related mission. Uh, with respect, uh, Count, we are talking about a uh, star slip here. That's a very valuable asset uh, to your operation, Ness. I should think it would be uh, a very difficult job to uh, retain it uh, and get it back to you. You just hear vigorous clinking as Anarchy nods some vague approval of what's being said through a mouthful of candy, poorly hiding the fact that she's gotten her hand stuck in the candy jar. <laughs> Like one of those chim, like one of those chimpanzees with a coconut. Just let go of the candy; you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like you're trying to convince the count to go against what he feels is his best wishes. So I'm gonna need one of you guys to do. I don't know. Is it persuasion, coercion? I forget what the terms are. Uh, nego- I think it would be negotiation. Oh, negotiation. Yeah. Negotiation. Yeah. So which one of you guys is the negotiator? Oh, we all know that Skip is the best negotiator. In fact, may very well be one of the best negotiators in all of Iridu. Wow. All right. So. Because he has three green and two yellow. So let me know what difficulty I'm going up against. Um, were we going to roll force dice oh, to start you know with? Or are we yeah, doing we that? And that got to a point force. Yeah, let's go ahead and do uh, our Star Wars Force and Destiny dice roll. So up top we have... One dark side, two light and side. And we need uh, Anarchy to roll as well. What am I rolling? Uh, Click special rolls and roll destiny. i get two. <laughs> wow. so yeah, there, there we, we go. go. F- five, that's awesome. You almost won Star Wars. If you get all the light <laughs> side, you win Star Wars. <laughs> and it just the edits, cr- the credits roll. All right, so you are negotiating against the count 
Uh, I'm going to put that at three purple, but I'm going to give you a boost because, come on, he's Uncle Count. He loves you a little bit. So three purple, and you guys get a blue. And I'm going to say that he really doesn't want to lower the debt um, because uh, he's really happy with us being at this low level. Mm-hmm. So I want to flip that force point, that that nice black one up there to a, the white side. Okay, do it. If I can. All right, so that changes. So that makes it one red, two purple. Right? There we go. All right, now let's uh, let's roll here. There we go. So I have two successes and a threat. Fair enough. The star slip is one of my prized jewels. If you can bring it back to me in full working condition, I will greatly reduce your debt. But if you cannot, it will you will then owe me for this. Accepted and gladly, <laughs> Uncle Count. And I, I shake his hand. So now you guys have the option of going to the Davaronian bar or trying to do a little B&E and break into the apartment or the space apartment of our pilot. So what is your guys' choice? Are you guys going to do a B&E or are you guys going to try to find some drunks to give you some information? Well, I think we should break into her apartment. All right. A B&E, as it were. She might have some really cool stuff. Yeah, he's, he's saying everything that is there is forfeit, so you guys want to borrow some things? All right, so the three of you guys make yourself down towards... I want to say this place doesn't really have a residential area. There's no homes, but you go to where there are a complex of apartments and whatnot where a lot of the pilots make temporary housing. It's a lot of shared stuff, people coming in and out. People, you know, will stay here for few days and be gone for a few weeks on a run because remember this is the time before hyperspace being able to hop and jump wherever you wanted to you have to stay on the route so things took a little bit longer to get to places so people would be gone for a little bit you get to the building of our pilot Kandori Tierney and you find your way to her apartment apartment will say 47b because why the heck not you're at the door 47b with a locked door, what do you guys decide to do? I actually want to find the building manager. Oh, okay. All right, so you guys make your way to the building manager. Nice human man, older, we'll say, in his in his 50s, graying hair, and for fun, he's got one eye. Sitting at his desk, half asleep. Sorry, the one eye is sitting at his desk half asleep, or? Yeah, yes, the one eye is sitting on his desk. It's, He's doing it's a Dianoga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, grammar police. Jeez, hey, you're an English teacher. You should know this. I am off the clock. I'm off the clock. I don't have to be on with you guys. <laughs> yes. So, the guy with one eye is asleep at his desk. Uh, well, I, I I walk up and casually, politely knock on his desk. He's just snoring away. And I stand there all, you know, really... Oh, wait, he's just snoring? I look around for keys. <laughs> uh, they are on... There's a ring of keys on his hip, like every good uh, super. <laughs> I clear my throat. <clears> Moves <throat> a little bit. Turns, goes back to snoring. Uh, Dorix, he's a tired. Dorix sort of steps. That was it. Give me a second. He um, he he places a very very firm hand on the man's uh, shoulder. Sir. He bolts up, puts his hand on your throat. Oi, what do you want? <laughs> Dorix immediately lifts the man up off the ground. Oh, you're gonna have to give me a roll for that, sir. He's, no problem. That's gonna be uh. I don't know, if it was Dungeon Dragons, I say strength check, but... Can I use Brawl? Uh, yeah. Brawl, yeah, Brawl Athletics would be the one. And we'll just say it's a standard difficulty of the two permits, but then you roll so three advantages. So you don't lift him off the ground, per se, but you definitely are bigger than him, so your hold has made his... Your push of grabbing of him, his hand is no longer on you, so you clearly have the strength advantage on him. 
Can I offer that the, maybe the advantage that we have of the three advantages that the keys fall off of his uh, his hip as he as he doesn't pick him up? Well, yeah, three advantages. Yeah, I'll, I'll, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely yeah. I'll say in the the little shuffle bruffle there. Yeah. that the uh, keys have fallen to the ground and he hasn't heard them because he's dealing face to face with a Mandalorian. <laughs> so the keys sort of jingle off. And, uh, Dork is still, uh, sort of holding this man by the shoulder, looking very sternly at him. Good morning, sir. What do you want? Why are you waking me up? Uh, Dork's eyes flick back to Skip. Uh, Skip flips a a couple of fingers to Anarchy, which indicates in, like, the paragraphic sentence, which is just a couple of finger flips, to say, why don't you sidle over, sidle in behind, bend down to tie up your shoes, which don't actually have laces, so I understand that that's really not going to be too clear why you're bending down to tie up shoes that don't have laces, and then pick up the keys without him really noticing, while I turn with my dazzling smile and and bestow my personality upon him. And Skip says, Good sir. What? My I, I name is do. Skip Fortuna. And uh, so Anarchy flips her fingers back to me? She'll just, like, throw the front of her body forward towards her shoes, followed by the cascade of jingles. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Flight Risk Podcast. This is the first episode with what we're tentatively calling Group B until we come up with a better name. We'll have to, I don't know, crowdsource that or, I don't know, get drunk and figure out a better name for the second group. Because I think Group A and Group B is kind of lazy. But I am your GM, Dwayne, back again with a new group of players. And let's uh, go around and see who we have playing with us today. Sure, hi, I'm Kyle, and I'm playing the role of Skip Fortuna today. Hello, I'm Velvet, and I'm playing uh, Anarchy Fortuna, the resident mad tinkerer. Uh, I am Nimoy, and I am playing Doric Thrawn, the Mandalorian bodyguard. Good super, we are interested in seeing if you have uh, an available space for us to uh, have a look at uh, some of the amenities of this wonderful apartment that you have uh, here in this rundown section of the city. The three you want to share a room? With you? Just, uh, depending on the rate, why not, eh? First, last, security. Or you pay by the day. Well, I mean, do you have any paperwork for us to uh, execute and complete? No paperwork. All credit under the table. No, of course. Uh, Doric, pay the man. <laughs> Doric, pay the man. <laughs> Doric frowns. Um, right, right. Uh, how many credits was it again? So, I mean, I rolled my two green for the skill. Should I roll again with some other stuff? Oh, Velvet, you should actually add your purples, too, to that. Yeah, if you're, yeah, so if, uh, yeah, Anarchy, if you're gonna make a Skull Duggery check for it, yeah, it would be, he's pretty preoccupied with the Mando, uh, with the Mando in his face and your brother bothering him, so yeah, I'd just put it as regular difficulty, and if anything, I'll give you a boost, because he's pretty distracted by two people all up in his face, so... Two purple, and I'll give you a blue to go with whatever your Skullduggery check is. Yeah, so it'd be four total successes and two threats. So, yeah. So, so Anarchy, you completely succeed at that check. So, as your brother and <coughs> Doric are distracting this poor super who's just trying to take a nap on his shift and get paid to sleep like the, Amer- the American Dream or the Herodotian Dream. You're able to snatch those keys. Um, you don't have any advantages, so we'll say you got that. But you got four successes. Anything else you want to do while you're down there, Anarchy? Tie his shoes together. Tie his shoelaces <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As he's being distracted, you guys are just bullies. All right. You got the shoelaces tied, and and then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna say you guys asked. Oh, he asked uh, how much. It's uh, Per day, it's uh, about 30 credit a day, or about 700 for the month. 
Doric looks over. Uh, I think you're gonna have to make the financial decision on that one, sir. Oh, well, I don't have to ever really deal with credits. Um, does that sound like a reasonable amount to you? Good Doric. It sounds like a... And he, he, he actually <laughs> lets go of the man to talk <laughs> quietly with Skip. It sounds like a reasonable price, but I understand why we need to spin credits here. We're not going to buy a room, are we? What do we need room for? Just just one second, sir. And I move further away from him with Doric. Um, I mean, there's plenty of room for your, your, your large, incredibly large collection of novelty plates. I know the closet is a little cramped, but it's perfectly Yes, fun. but the Bangalorean kittens, they are so important. Every drawing upon the plate, is, it needs to be hung in the proper way and in the proper lighting. Maybe this is not the place. You want the room or not? I don't got all day. Yes, one second, sir. Um, does Anarchy move over to us? Yes, once she's got the keys, she saunters over. And it's very easy to mask, because there's already so much <laughs> jingling. Exactly. It just sounds like she's walking by naturally. <laughs> uh, we will have a lunch break, of course, uh, and you go back to your... D- delightful nap with the wonderful dream that you are having. No doubt there were women involved. <laughs> and uh, my friends and I will uh, return anon if this is the place for us. Whatever. He goes, sits back down, leans back in his chair, and probably will eventually fall and get a concussion later when he gets up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the three of you guys have stolen keys from a hapless super, and now what is your plan? My question is, what are... Uh, Anarchy rolled three threats, so when are those going to come back to bite us? That is a very good question, isn't it? So, yes, we are threatened in some capacity. Let us go upstairs to uh, Tierney's apartment and check these keys upon the door. Alright, you guys make your way up to Tyranny's apartment. Using the keys, the doors open easily, and you walk in. It is a small studio-style apartment, very minimal. You see what looks like a futon in the corner, kitchenette, small either fridge or something, and a door that you'd hope lead to a fresher. If not, you have no idea where this person does their business. Is there any personal effects? Is there like a picture or a hollow vid or something laying about that would tell us what this person might look like? Is there is there a series of uh, of uh, how to pilot hollow vids? One of which is named Flight Risk. <laughs> of course, on the wall, Flight Risk. No, <laughs> not to fly. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> um. Yeah, there is, there's regular, we'll say a dresser and some other small things. A couple uh, pictures are up on the wall. She is um, a Quarren, so she's one of the squid-faced ones. She's light gray in the complexion. So, whatever, you know, if you don't know what a Quarren looks like, you can do a quick Google of that. Basically, like, small versions of Cthulhu. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're from Calamari, right? They're, they're the same planet as Mon. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe so, yeah. I believe, yeah, they are from the same thing. Yeah, and they've had sort of a, a conflict going on with one another for a very long time. Are you saying the seafood has beef? It's, you know, like any long-term relationship. Mm. Just like every relationship in Star Wars, it's conflict. So you cut off your friend's legs because you have high ground. So Skip starts packing all her clothes into a duffel. Okay, so you're taking all her clothes. All right. Yeah, just pack up everything personal, all of her personal effects. So there are not a lot. There's a couple uh, f- uh, pilot jumpsuits and we'll say some regular casual clothes. I don't know whatever they, whatever a casual person would wear, pants, shirts, that kind of stuff. Some boots, nothing crazy. This is a very simple life. This person, they spend most of their life on uh, their ship. 
any uh, jewelry, I, if, they, if there's a toothbrush, uh, I basically try to pack up everything in the apartment. Okay, yeah, you got the toothbrush, you got the mouthwash, you got the extra um, bath towels. <laughs> it's pretty much, you have robbed her clean. Or we've just packed her up. <laughs> yeah, you're helping her move, it looks like. Yeah, exactly. We're just helping her move. I, I, that's exactly how Skip sees it right now. He's like, I'm just, I'm helping her move. That way, at the end of the day, if we need to bring a hand back or something to prove that to Uncle Count that she's dead, but at least, you know, we set her up somewhere else and she can help us down the road. That's how Skip's seeing this. And I guess we talk to each other about what our intentions are, what our plans are with regards to this objective we've got before us and so skip proposes this sort of thing like you know let's not let's not cut the hand cut off the hand that feeds us but let's not hurt people if we don't have to as dork is sort of uh uh, standing at at the door you know sort of keeping guard sort of pauses you know i can't think of many pilots who would be stupid enough to cross somebody like the cow seems a little weird you know as always, Doric, you see right to the heart of the matter. That's my job. I just so often wish you wouldn't stab it afterwards. Well, my cooking aside... <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, does she have anything in the fridge? Um, no, if anything that would be in the fridge, she's been gone so long it would have gone bad. I mean, I guess there's some baking soda you could take. Dried pasta and whatnot. Does she have any of those little fancy hotel shampoos? No, she's on a budget, so she kind of buys from, like, whatever the version of Costco would be. So she's got, like, the gallon bottle of whatever she uses to clean her face tentacles. I mean, we're already following hotel etiquette. We're taking everything that is nailed down. It's very true. (laughs) Anarchy, how do you feel about this uh, plan of mine I've proposed to you? Oh, sure. I mean, you know me. I don't particularly care what we do, as long as I get to buy shiny things. You, uh, certainly have a way with plans. I know that much. I have my priorities straight, Doric. I have never managed to keep a plan alive. Green, living thing or otherwise. You've never managed to keep a hostage alive, either. Alright, so you guys have ransacked this person's place. Do you want to... Either do a check for something, or we're we gonna move on. Move on to the bar. Are you guys gonna just squat in here and now live this life? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check to see if she's hiding anything. I'm happy to. To uh, do we want to do a perception roll? My perception is not great. I have two green. So Same. Completely average. Um, I have two green. <laughs> Let's all just roll two green and see how many threats we can get. We have like five light side points. We're okay, guys. You could, yeah, you could definitely flip a, a light side point to, yeah, just skip the perception check and find if there's something in here, or you can try to roll it and tempt, tempt destiny, as it were. Why do, why, this feels like a good place to flip a light side point just to, uh, get something good out of this. Yeah, let's expedite. Okay, so I'll, I'll flip a light side point to increase my, um, uh, my, uh, have a, what? Who has the best perception? Don't even roll. Flip the light side point to just disregard the roll, because this isn't really a threat-related roll, right? Yeah, this yeah, this would be to circumvent the roll. You flip it, the good thing will happen. Okay, I'm, I, I want to find some sort of uh, useful piece of evidence or information. Uh, I, sure. I feel like that should still be a roll, though. You know, it feels like a big enough I mean, you're arguing on behalf of a roll? Like, just flip the point. Flip the thing. Let's move on. Yeah, I'll I'll just flip the light side point. We find something interesting or useful. All right, so you find, uh, hidden in the cushions of the futon, a data pad. So it it looks like that Kendori left her uh, personal data pad journal behind. And there may be some information on that data pad that you could use. Does anybody want to peruse said data pad? Or are we just going to throw it in the bag with the socks and be on our way? Uh, uh, Skip doesn't like reading at all. So he knows that oh, he yeah. should give that to Anarchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Dora just sort of uh, uh, hand, uh, 
He briefly checks to see there isn't some sort of hidden, uh, death gas propellant, and then hands it over to Anaki. You'd be surprised at how- <laughs> Look! <laughs> and the one time you don't check for the death gas is when the death gas gets you, okay? I feel like this is exactly what Doric is saying right now while he gives over the data pad. <laughs> no, no, look, just- If you start to smell anything- Anything, and I mean anything, including nothing. Just let me know, and uh, I'll put the uh, the 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 gas mask on. All right. And don't don't give me that look, Skip. Don't don't give me that. You look look. Have you not learned the lessons from the weekly safety seminars? From the from the th- three hour weekly safety seminars, we have gone over this. It's fine. It's fine. Wait, let me check that sign. Okay, it's good. Good. So this entire thing, Doric has had to hoist the tablet over his head as Anarchy is trying to grab it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just jumping and sweep, swiping at it. The bells ding, chinkling and dingling. Exactly, you can barely hear his warnings over the din of jingles. <laughs> Alright, so Anarchy, you have the data pad and what is it? Slicing is the term, I believe, right? It's when you hack a computer. So you will need to uh, do a slice on this thing. And I would say it's just going to be, we'll just say two purple. It's a standard old data pad, three generations ago, iPad style thing. So it's something you've seen before, something you're comfortable with. So it's a regular hack for you. Is that computers? Uh, it should be under, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it should be computers. And then, um, yeah, remember you also have the Force and Destiny dice if you want to upgrade one of your things, if you want, or if you want somehow want to sell me on the idea, you get a boost, you can try that as well. I mean, I've got a... I'm specialized in computers. So I'm rolling a yellow and uh, three greens. She's got, you know, standard Windows 2 installation on there. Exactly. Success and four advantages. All right, so you're able to figure out her overly complex passcode of one two three four, and you're able to get into her system. I've got her social and routing numbers. <laughs> exactly. So you got four advantages. So what? Uh, what's the kind of information were you looking for on this thing, Anarchy? I guess anything in general about her routes or the ship specifically. Okay. Um, there isn't too much on her, just her regular job. You see, like, a spreadsheet that has the pay she received for the various planets. You do notice that her trips seem to be taking longer than they should. So, you know that she's probably going somewhere off-route when she goes on these trips. And you notice that the name Kato Syfax and the name Phil Halog have shown up more than any other name. Phil Halog? Yeah. F-I-L... And Cato Syfax? Last name? Yeah. F-I-L-H-I-L-O-G, and then Cato Syfax, like it sounds. C-A-D-O-S-Y-P-H-A-X. <laughs> I was like, K-A-D-O-C-Y-F-A-X. <laughs> Like it sounds, you know? Exactly, just like it sounds. <laughs> Welcome to the world of podcasting, where spelling matters. Exactly. We're going to be the best spelled podcast on the internet. That's going to be a claim to fame. For those of you playing along at home, why don't you tweet us and let us know what you think Caddo Syfax should be spelled like. <laughs> but you have to write an Orabash. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag spelling matters. Moving on. You have Kaido Syfax, you have Philolog, you know that she seems to go farther and not always to where exactly where she's supposed to be. And again, you see that on her calendar, she was actually supposed to meet uh, Kaido Syfax at a bar today. What bar? One of these things is not like the others, and it's an appointment. I would say the... We'll, we'll call it the Slippery Ewok. 
Ew. How can an Ewok be slippery? They're all hairy. Not if you shave it down and cover it with oil. You just oil it up, it's good. Yeah, they shave it down, oil it up, and and you slide it across the floor. It's like curling, but with Ewoks. I miss Ewok curling. I wonder when the season's gonna come back in. You know, I, I was really disappointed when they removed it from the Olympics. Does her does her data pad have any pictures of a pet on it? Like like a whole bunch of unnecessary photos of a pet? Uh, no, actually, that's a good question. On the picture, you see pictures of her with a uh, nether corn. Someone who's a little bit younger than her. So it's her and another female corn just hanging out together, just regular, like, I guess it'd be like vacation photos, whatever that would be. I just gotta ask a question real quick. So, a younger Quarren, would that be a Mm -hmm. quarantine? Okay, folks, well, that's been a great part (laughs) of the show, lasted a whole one and a half episodes, so it's been great talking to you all. I'll be signing out. I'm deleting my character. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. I'm destroying my computer. So, in regards to puns, we've reached Corrin. Oh, Jesus. I'm just going to set my laptop on fire now. Thanks, guys. I need a new one anyway. (laughs) Alright, so, we have (coughs) Cato Syfax at the Silver Ewok. We have a teenage Corrin. And, yeah, those are which the information you guys have right now. And you know that coin was her last destination. And the Slippery Ewok is here on Iridu? The Slippery Ewok, yeah, that is the bar that she would frequent down in the uh, poorer district. Sweet. Now, the great thing about this is how much of this information does Anarchy pass on to us? That's true, yeah. It's up to Anarchy. If she doesn't say anything, she can just walk out with the data pad and you guys don't know what the heck is going on. I'm reading my stories. I, I will relay all the pertinent information, but as far as the quarantine, I'll just show Skip a photo and be like, nice. Skip nods appreciatively. says, I'm not related to either of them. Dork just doesn't get the joke at all. What? what, what, what what's nice? What? what I, 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 I don't understand. Uh, uh. We'll tell you when you're older. I have a quick question though. The bar that um, uh, Uncle Count told us to head to was that all? Was did that happen to be the Slippery Ewok or? Yes, yeah, it was the Slippery Ewok. I hadn't come up with the name yet until right now. But now you have the extra information about Catosyphax, and you know about the teenage Warren. Huh. Um. And you have all of her earthly belongings. Allegedly. Yep. And Skip takes a second. Are any of these casual clothes, like, a little bit smaller in size? Uh, no. All the clothes you saw would okay. fit her. So, yeah, there's no clothes for that teenage Warren. Okay, perfect. Okay, so you guys going to head down to the Slippery Ewok? Mm-hmm. Yes. Since the Slippery Ewok is in the poorer side, and I don't see Skip slumming it too often. Do Have any of you guys ever been to the Slippery Ewok before? I don't think... I mean, Doric doesn't really go out at all. <laughs> and Anarchy, you don't go bar hopping? <laughs> well, I mean, Skip... If Skip goes bar hopping, Doric's, you know, obligated to come along yeah, I to make sure he doesn't die. <laughs> I don't, but, see, uh, other I don't than see Skip that. going to some place like this, though. No. No. <laughs> All right, so then you guys will have to do... Um, the first thing, though, I would like to try to ameliorate potentially sure. those two threats that we got back there when we stole the keys, and I would like to return the keys mm-hmm. to the grumpy uh, guy working in the, at the, oh. soup, the superintendent. Okay, so... Uh, on... Yeah, just like, hey, I found these on the floor. I don't even need to say anything. I just walk up and smile. Okay, you guys make your way back to the uh, yes. super's office. He is, again snoring blissfully with his eye on the table like he likes to do apparently that's how he shows his bosses he's working hard and and he's working hard i i quietly walk up and just put the keys on the desk and i whisper thank you so you walked up by yourself 
I mean, all of us are there, but I, I walk. <laughs> okay. Okay, I just to see who's all going to be in the room. Okay. Does he manage to sleep through the jingling? Well, that's what I was, I was going to ask, how close Anarchy got. <laughs> was Anarchy going into that room with him? I don't think she went in the room. I mean, she's kind of waiting in the hallway. She's close enough, but... Okay. Well, let me... I'll do a... Let me do a perception check for him. Cool. It's too purple. Yeah, because my natural stealth is just too green. old man. And of course, this man is well known for being a very, very light sleeper. Exactly. So, (laughs) I'll give him one green against the two purple, and then since he's a heavy sleeper, we'll give him a black to make it Oh my... (laughs) One green. This poor the number of poor man is gets, blind. He dies in his sleep. My spell should really be at a negative. <laughs> he's got one eye. He's got bad hearing. I had to give him one. Green. Yeah, not he's just rolling all negatives, and there'd be no way he could succeed. I had to give him. A, I had to give him a shot. So let's see what he gets. <laughs> all right, three failure and two threat. <laughs> He does not notice a thing. And I, I take the eye off and of his desk. I mean, I leave the keys and take the eye. That's just how that should work. <laughs> okay, you guys are kleptos. Skip makes off with his trusted glass eye. Takes it out of the, the bottle of, like, the cup of water uh, it was resting in. Oh, uh, I... in the cup of I, water instead. So, you guys won't see this, but one of the extra threats is going to be when he wakes up. He oh, no! Try to put it in <laughs> no, Skip Skip doesn't want to do that. He's, <laughs> he's too good a person in the end to want to... He leaves the guy's the glass eye. eye. Anarchy will take the eye. He has no consequences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, that's just not what Skip would have done. All right, so... <laughs> that is that is painfully right, so. true. Dork knows this. Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Every review helps more people find the show. If you want to reach out through social media, find us at Flight Risk Pod.